is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. For exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Rebel Scum Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel Scum. Oh, Rebel Scum. We're back again, yeah. twice in one week. I'm Brock. This is. Also, Brock, <laughs> James, I'm James. You know, that joke won't ever get old. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. It's never going to get old. Never, never, ever. It's been a while, man. Been a long it's while. Been a while. <laughs> Who sings that song? Ah, uh, Stained. <laughs> we should go back to uh, 20, 20 some odd years ago. Yeah, we just did this a couple days ago. We're back. Last, yeah. Look, the one we did on Monday doesn't count for this week. It, it was last week's episode. Uh, for one. We got some cool stuff coming now. Like, Star Wars news is dropping. Bad Batch started today. And, uh, yeah, so Acolyte release date announced-ish. I think unofficially announced, but whatever. It's official. Did you watch Bad Batch yet? Yeah, I did. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. What are your thoughts on the bad, the Batch of the Bads? Um, it's good. Uh, actually, it was like, oh, it's typical Filoni where it's like it starts getting good right near the end. Um, the episodes were solid, and it's just like, oh, it, it's like it's you forget that like this is kind of a dreary topic because it's sort of like, what happens when the clone soldiers they created for war are now obsolete, and it's just like this. This three episodes really pushes that idea. So solid, and I watched it for the first time on my 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 new 4K TV, and I'm like, oh wow, this looks way better than my old TV. I'm like, so you gotta watch on your 8K next. You gotta move up to the 8K. <laughs> I saw something on an 8K monitor the other day, and I'm like, I don't know if I could handle that because you can know you notice every every. Yeah mistake like every little like wrong detail you're like uh there's dirt on that lens you just can't get enough of it uh that's awesome i haven't seen it yet obviously um i will i'll get on that i'll get on that train at some point but brock i thought before we get into our topics for the day we do a little blind <laughs> rankings get this boom. out of the way right away boom 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 brock my blind rankings for you today are uh Troopers, we're gonna go troopers <laughs> right into troopers. You're gonna blind rank your favorite troopers one through five. I'm gonna give you the name. You're gonna tell me where on the list you think it should go one to five. Uh, there are no right answers. All right, first one out of the gate is scout trooper, the old scout trooper. Mm. I'm gonna put it up at four. Four, that's pretty low. I thought you'd be higher on the scout. Uh, the next one on the list is the trusty snow trooper. Ooh. Um, 
I'm gonna go three. Three for the snow trooper. I should go Raylo trooper next. Uh, next we have the shore trooper, the old shore trooper. Hmm, it's pretty nice. Uh, no, I'm gonna play safe and put that at five. Five for the shore. Uh, shock trooper. Which one's shock trooper? Got the red on him. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll be crazy and put it at one. Wow, shock trooper one. I like that the one you didn't know what it was is your number one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, your final one at number two is the flame trooper. Flame. Trooper. Oh, okay. <laughs> number, number two. two. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Shock trooper, flame trooper, snow trooper, scout trooper, shore trooper. Thoughts, Brock. Are you devastated at your answers? No, because it's like, I'm just looking up Shock Trooper so I can remember exactly what it looks like. But it's like Shock Trooper and Fire Trooper, or sorry, what's the Flameflower Troopers? Like, don't they both have red? It's like, oh, they have red. Yeah, <laughs> so, but one yeah. shocks, one flames. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good with both of those. <laughs> They're red. <laughs> they are definitely red. All right, let's get on to our topics. Let's get to all the... That was fun. It's always fun just to see where you're going to throw things and it's just whatever. Uh, let's talk about the good stuff right now. Mando and Grogu, the budget for the Mando and Grogu movie has been, I don't know if again, if, I don't know if it's been official, but apparently it's coming out. Have you seen this price tag on this thing yet? No. $120 million, which is making it cheaper than the shows at this point. It's hmm. um, 120 minutes, pretty modest for a Star Wars movie. Uh, but I think the thing is, though, if if this is accurate and is under twenty million dollars, Brock, it basically doesn't have to. It can do solo money, the movie solo, Star Wars took money and, and be, be successful, successful at that man. at that price hmm. tag. Uh, and it's going to be Favreau directing it, and I think he has the ability to do these things on the cheap. I think he knows how to do them on the cheap. Um, I, for for me, I. I you know, it doesn't really. The budget doesn't really matter because we bring this up. We'll bring it up later in the show. But the creator cost eighty million dollars, and that thing looked spectacular. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. like, if you can figure out what you're doing, and I mean, for, but the only, I guess, the fear though would be for one hundred twenty million dollars, will it have the look of the TV show? Are they going to utilize the volume a little bit too much into it? Uh, because people are starting to notice it a lot more and complain about it. That, I guess, would be the only fear is to cut down the costs. You'd have to cut down on locations, and to do that, you'd use more of the volume slash blue green screen. I don't know. Like, is it's like, yeah, you can sort of, you know, when they're using the volume, when they're not. But, like, there's so many times where I'm like, oh, that looks cool. And then I'm like, three days later, I'm like, oh, right, that was probably in the volume. So it's like, it does a decent job of tricking you. How much is like a typical episode of Mandalorian? Do you actually have that number? I, I can find it. I know the first season. See, the first season was cheaper, I think, because I think it was mm-hmm. ten million an episode for the first season. Right. Um. But uh, series budgets. How about this? Because I don't. I, well, um, Andor was two hundred and fifty million, I believe. Okay. For the, for the season, it was just twelve episodes, which is. Look, Andor was phenomenal, probably the best that we've got, but that is a stupid, like a ridiculously high number for a streaming series that really can't turn you a profit. 
Like it's it, it. I don't think like financially, I don't think your your um business can survive on spending two hundred fifty million dollars because I don't know if people were lot like I don't know if subscriptions went up for Andor. You know what I mean? Like I don't think people were like we gotta watch Andor. As and again, I think it was great, but I don't know if it was that kind of series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It was. Yeah, that's interesting. And like two hundred fifty million for twelve episodes. Um, yeah, that's pretty high. But when you think of like it was all in practical locations and they had to build things, it's like it kind of makes sense. Um, oh no, I I I, that, I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. I just think for a series that's oh so sorry not to cut you off. But Mando was fifteen million episode, which comes to for eight episodes, one hundred twenty million dollars for eight episodes of the Mando. So maybe like they're banking on, well, we made this look good in eight episodes, like which could roughly with the right format be turned into a two hour movie. So maybe it can work. Like it's, I mean, it's like we have no idea what it's going to be about outside of the two characters. So it's like maybe they're in space constantly. If they're in space constantly, then they're in that little uh cockpit you know um <laughs> he, actually now that i think about it, it's like i bet they blew up his original uh what was his original ship called the razor razor crest i was like iron claw i'm like that's not it <laughs> uh razor crest it's like that must have been a huge save on their budget because like typically they're just in a little cockpit and usually it's <laughs> On a green screen, or they're in hyperspace on another green screen. It's like, oh man, they must have saved so much money when doing that. Um, green screen, I should just say the the volume. Um, I'm fully optimistic that 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 uh, budget can deliver something good. But again, it's like, are we getting one more season before this comes out? And I don't think so. Right, so. We're just, it is what it is. So it's like, maybe we should just be thankful they're making a Star Wars movie. So it, I don't know. I don't know if you remember, but like a year ago, probably around a year ago, maybe, well, I guess less, because sometime after season three, there was a rumor that Mando season four was going to be turned into a movie. They were going to take the scripts that were written and turn it, maybe this is after the strike. Anyway, at some point, they said they were going to take the scripts that were written and turn it into a movie. With this budget lining up with exactly what a season would cost, it almost feels like it's lining up for that to be the case. That whatever season four was, they decided to turn into a movie. My guess is on this one is season like because season one, like I always said, season one and two kind of felt like the story of Din and Grogu kind of ended there, right? And then season three, we're getting a different story. But that story also ends. Like season three is a pretty definitive ending for a lot of things, with the exception of that part. Where Mando goes, and I think he's with Carson Teva and 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 Zeb, and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna." They're basically back to being bounty hunters slash rangers of the New Republic kind of way, where they're gonna go around the galaxy and look for criminals or whatever. It's so it seems like this movie could just could very well be a fresh start and be very isolated from everything that we've already had. Like you don't need to bring in a mm-hmm. Bo-Katan, you don't need to bring in. Uh, Axe wolves and like all these characters that we've met. I think Jack Black needs to return. I think that character is um is, 
I mean, but I, but you know what I mean? Like, I think it could be so separate, but also, you know, these characters, so it could feel like a continuation and it could be this one big isolated grand ad- adventure that maybe, you know, I don't know what the stakes would be in it, but it, it could just be a lot of fun. It, I think it could be like Rogue One-esque fun where it's kind of like the side story to the story that you love, but it's what it is. <laughs> the the fun story where everyone dies at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong one way or another because it's just like have the same creative team, have the same actors and can puppet and go. Like, yeah, I, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's like, I mean, you could honestly just make it a clip show and we'll be like, oh, <laughs> so it's, I think it's going to do well no matter what. Um, yeah, I'm looking for one and two as a movie and people would go see it and love it. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just like, this could be like the first time I was going to say, this could be the first time there's a Star Wars movie that doesn't tie in with something that precedes it, but it technically does. But now it's a show, not another movie, right? Yeah. So, It'll be Should curious be how they handle that. Yeah. It will be. Because I see a lot of people like complain about I think mostly Marvel's like, oh I gotta watch this show now to understand mm. this movie. Except I haven't seen that complaint about Deadpool yet. But like are people gonna feel that way about this? That like I don't wanna watch that. But I also think that people that wanna watch this movie have watched like people that wanna watch Star Wars are a different breed from Marvel too. Because I think Marvel got a lot more casual moviegoers where star wars is like i mean okay star wars got a lot of casuals let's say make a billion dollars at the box office but i think like people like baby yoda was such a cultural phenomenon that i think they i think disney is really banking on that like disney is saying we need a we need a star wars hit baby yoda can deliver that yeah yeah exactly so it's just like, it's, you know, like when you, you know, there's so many new projects coming out and it's just like, oh, we have four different actors and one of them is Pedro Pascal and he acts and everything. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, they can sell, you know, people will be like, ah, that guy. It's like, so, yeah. That's interesting. I wonder if Pedro, Pedro Pascal, by the way, is confirmed to be the voice of the Mandalorian in the movie. There was a lot of debate over whether or not he'd be returning for that. But I wonder if he can sell because he's never headlined a movie. He hasn't headlined a movie yet. We're gonna find find out, I guess, because oh, I think he's gonna be in like every movie that comes out for the next ten years. Uh, by the way, I think he's gonna be a, a decent Reed Richards. I just think that uh, he's in everything, and they probably could have cast David Crumholtz, who, by the way, uh, wanted to play the Thing in Fantastic Four, and he's also phenomenal in Oppenheimer. By the way, I have to add that David Crumholtz. Let's move on. Talking about <laughs> budgets. Small <laughs> budgets. Uh, Jurassic Park's coming back, bro. Are you excited for a new Jurassic Park movie? I mean, yes, because there's so many things that none of the nine other movies didn't say about. Is it did good? You watch, in... Did the you watch? Did you watch the world movies? Any of the last three? The last I didn't three watch movies? the second one, but I watched the third and the first and the third, and it's just like, yeah, this is fine. But it's just like the third really hammers the idea of like this is kind of ridiculous that dinosaurs keep getting out. But um, yeah, the second one is definitely. I, I don't know. The second one's really bad. The third one's not much better. Uh, but they're going to make another one. And 
So they, they announced today, I don't know, Gareth Edwards has been hired to direct the new Jurassic Park World movie, which is super smart because they need a movie to come out in like June next year because I don't know why. They have to have it out like immediately. Yeah. But Gareth Edwards, I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense because he did Godzilla and Godzilla crushed it at the box office. He did Rogue One, Rogue, Rogue One crushed at the box office. And he did The Creator, which didn't, crush at the box office but was critically acclaimed and he did it on a very 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 what we said earlier tight budget like a very small budget and he made it look beautiful like that thing was great and um so for me i thought it was a smart move because they needed apparently they were having trouble finding a director because they needed to come out so fast that there wasn't time to make any changes to the script basically it's like what you see is what you get and Gareth Edwards, because we don't know what went down on Rogue One, right? Like, he directed Rogue One, but did he direct Rogue One? We don't know what uh, what impact he had on it or not. Uh, but So that's why I think he's actually perfect for this. The movie might be terrible, but I think I think the one thing we're guaranteed is that it's going to look great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Jurassic Park, you want those dinosaurs to look real. It doesn't, like, yeah. we're not really worried too much about story, I don't think, you know? So... No, but you know, definitely prove that. Yeah, and it's just like, do we need another Jurassic Park movie, or is Godzilla doing so well that they're like, people love monsters. Let's make more monster movies. Which, granted, dinosaurs are real, but they're still massive creatures yeah, that destroy everything. So that's a good point. I wonder, like, because they look at the Fast and Furious franchises, they've got one left, and the last one didn't do too hot. And Universal, I don't know what else Universal even has at the moment. I'm probably mm. overlooked. Oh, Mission Impossible. No, that's Paramount. I don't know what they have right now. Uh, so they're looking at the next franchise, and they're like, their next franchise is their old 30 year old franchise. <laughs> Why not revive it? I, I don't know what you do with it, and I'll probably, I'm going to watch it. I love watching the dinosaurs do stuff. I hope they focus a little bit more on dinosaurs and we get a little more dinosaur action than we got. Uh, but I don't know, and they got David Kep writing it, who wrote the very first Jurassic Park movie, and also wrote the first Spider-Man movie. So who, he also did that movie with uh, he wrote and directed that movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, where he played the bike ride, the bike oh, yeah. cyclist. What premium, was that one called? Premium Rush. Rush. Yeah, that was all right. Michael Shannon, remember Michael Shannon? <laughs> he was he was at, he's still kind of everywhere. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'm pretty. I just think it's cool. I also like that, that Jurassic Park is staying in the Star Wars family because George Lucas had uh, and Kathleen Kennedy had a big deal to do with the first Jurassic Park. Um, not that Gareth Edwards in the Star Wars family anymore. I think <laughs> whatever happened at the end of Rogue One, I think he was uh, he was said, thank you. Here's your paycheck. Don't look thank back. <laughs> I'm going to go write my own sci-fi movie now. Bye. Or did he write creator? I don't even know. Yeah, he co-wrote it with um, what's his face that directed American Pie, who also he also was a writer on the original. He was, I think, he was the um, final. What the hell's his name? He was a final writer on Rogue One as well. So it was like mm. uh, Gary Whitta, and then what is his name? He he was a co-director on American Pie. That's what I said. No, not Goyer. Goyer is uh, Dark Knight. Oh, Justice Blade. League. Yeah. Blade. Blade was a good. Blade. Um, <laughs> Blade. Blade Two is great. Come on, Blade Trinity. He directed Goyer directed Blade Trinity. Anyway, um, not a great one, but yeah, no. Can't wait the hell's his name. I'm gonna Google it because I can't can't think of it. But yeah, he co-wrote it with him. Uh, so I just I really like the creator. I just thought it, it lost. It kind of lost its way towards the end. I thought. That's all. Um, 
it just kept going. I was like, stop! You were so... You were fine. Um, writer. I'm gonna go right. Yeah, he co-wrote it with Chris White. Chris White. His uh, credits include... His credits include About a Boy... About a Boy is Great. American Pie, yeah. About a Boy. About a Boy is one of those ones that's based on a book, and they're like... It's just as good as a book, and then the ending of the movie and the ending of the book like part ways and go in two separate directions, and there's and they're both fantastic. That's good. I, I've seen the book in bookstores, I'm like, oh, and I've never seen the movie, so I'm just like, oh, yeah, because somebody the person that wrote that wrote another book that's another movie, I can't remember. What oh man, he's done a lot, he's one of my favorite writers. He did, um, High Fidelity. That's Fever it. High Pitch. Fidelity. Yeah, Five Fidelity, Fever Pitch, Juliet Naked is a great book. Great movie too. Juliet Naked, mm-hmm. highly recommend watching Juliet. There's no nudity in it. That's just <laughs> the name of a of a unplugged like a album. Mm. <laughs> Everybody wondering. About <laughs> and about a boy yeah. also stars Hugh Grant and Nicholas Holt, everyone's favorite yeah. Lex Luthor. When I saw that movie 24 years ago, I said that kid will be Lex Luthor one day. <laughs> That's what I said. When I did, all right. You want to go to the odds? Let's do it. Hold on. We can't do it until I queue this up. Plenty of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately three thousand seven hundred and twenty to one. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> Never tell me one the day. odds. <laughs> Proud to you, me, and everyone. By patreon.com slash podcast. If you like what we do, why don't you head over to patreon.com and support us in any way you can. We got extra stuff up there. Uh, we'll sell you Andrew's uh, train collection. I don't know. Just put in that money. We will get you that extra juicy Rebel Scum podcast that you're always chomping at, champing, chomping at the bit for. And those people that love what we do are the following. Heidi Fighter, executive producer. Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Mary Kristen Aton. Let's move this closer so I can actually read it. Dale Erdman, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Rez, Scott D., Josh Price. Randy Kenobi, Matt W., Frank Burkus, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl Zero Two, Gleek Play One, Den and Nerds, Disney Dizzy, Charlotte, Ron Prasak. Let's go. Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, thank you to all. We appreciate all the love you give us. My mouse just stuck because I think the battery's dying and I almost hit end stream. (laughs) You are all very welcome. All right, Never Tell Me The Odds, brought to you by Patreon. Thank you for your support. Cal Kestis, Never Tell Me The Odds. Cal Kestis will appear in live action sooner than later. I'm pretty sure it's coming up in the news. I don't know if I'm right or not about um, the actor portraying him. But do you think the ball has been set into motion that we will see Cal Kestis in live action. Soon. I don't see why not, why they wouldn't do it. Like it's a successful game and uh, Cameron Monaghan is a decent actor and I know he goes all in on this. I don't know if they're paying him to be like, oh, make sure you're endorsing this as well. But he seems legit, so... Why would you ever put uh, Star Wars down? So I want to say 60% because I think it's a no-brainer. But at the same note, like I don't know if anyone's even remotely in the movie division thinking about doing that. For sure. I don't know how like yeah. 
you're playing in that time period. Like, we don't, I haven't played Survivor, so, and I'm guessing he doesn't die in Survivor at all. I mean, I'm guessing if I played Survivor, he would die, but I, I'm guessing in the storyline, he doesn't. So I don't know. You're playing in that time period anyway. You have an actor portraying him who is only getting older. Uh, just do it. Like, that's like you want to win fans back. Fans seem to be really enjoying this character. Why not? Yeah. Why not utilize that and bring Calcasus into live action into a into some kind of show? Uh, I think it's no brainer. I'm going to go 61 percent because it's a no brainer. But it probably won't. Ha- Honestly, realistically, it probably will never happen. It's too well, obvious. It's also. I also would say like it's crazy. But then they're making a Borderlands movie. Like the trailer came out yesterday, and it's just like. I mean, I get it. It's a very popular video game, but like. You're making a movie, and then also you have like Cape Blanchett. Um, what's her face? Uh, what's her face from True 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 Lies? Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Hart, well, true Jack Black. It's well, like true lies is check, here, check, check, check. Like yeah. I was just like, wow, like that's wild. So maybe Hollywood wants to be in video game movies. It makes. I don't know. It makes sense. Video games is such a massive business, right? It's bigger than movies, but Hollywood, for some reason, looks down. They've always looked down on video games, especially when you look at old video game movies based on video games from the past. They've all been kind of like shoddy and no one's really cared. But then you look at Mario Brothers making a billion dollars and Mortal Kombat, um, the new one did. I mean, it was out in the theater and on max on the same day kind of like dune but it did very well for being in that situation mm. so i think they're looking at video game movies saying there's an audience and I, I don't know the halo show they did a second season so i'm guessing people yeah. got paramount plus to watch that show i think they're seeing like you know if you put in care and money people the fans of these games which are, are millions and millions of them are going to show or yeah millions of them are going to show up and they're gonna they're gonna watch these movies, you know. Just I, I I haven't seen the Borderlands trailer. I saw the poster on the teaser that they gave, like the tomorrow trailer. And I've never played the game. I don't know anything about it. But I was like, it looks like uh, it doesn't look. It looks like a video game, but not like the '90s version. Like not like Street Fighter. It looks like, like it looks like it looks solid. Like it looks like a lot of care and effort went into it. Yeah. Uh, next odd. Uh, Moff Gideon will return in the Mando movie. Moff Gideon will return in the Mando movie. Um, it would be no. You know what? No, he, the guy. Grew up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna say twenty five percent. No disrespect to Giancarlo Esposito. Well, his character died. But mm-hmm. then, of course, did he die? Is there a clone? Who knows? So I'm going to go yeah. full Brock. Full Brock on this one. Um, yeah. Because I don't know. Like, I don't know what I don't know what the story is. And I don't think, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the story is. And I don't know if he's meant to be a bigger bad guy, if Thrawn's meant to be a bad guy in this world. I don't know what the play Because he mentions Thrawn. And is that the same... Moff Gideon that mentioned Thrawn that we say die at the end of the episode, right? Or is it a clone of him? Because we don't know. So I'm going to go full Brock because I kind of with you where I'm like, let just let him be gone. But at the same time, I don't know what the plan is. And if it works, if he comes back and it works, I'll be okay with it. As long as the explanation isn't 
uh, the pathway to the dark side is. And our final ad, the Acolyte trailer coming on Good Friday. Rumor <laughs> has it that the release date has been set. So are we going to get this trailer on Good Friday? Because I, I think May 4th is cutting a little tight uh, for it. Uh, but it would make a lot of sense. But Good Friday, which is March 29th, I believe, Rock. What was this announced date for Acolyte? June 5th. Really June 5th? I didn't know if it was in your news or not. So I didn't want to like... I don't no, know. Okay, good. Yeah, it's June fifth. June fifth. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> good Friday. That's such an interesting. But it makes sense. I get why you chose that one. I'm like, I was like, is there football on Good Friday? It's like, no, football has been over for almost a month. <laughs> um, well, last year, last year, Good Good Friday, last year, just for perspective, was Star Wars Celebration, and they announced the three movies. Mm. Uh, and a whole bunch of other announcements. Now, this year, there's no celebration on that day. Yeah. However, it is a holiday for most. Uh, people are off of work. Huh? Um, I'm going to go 40%. I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't I think, I think you're in the right mindset. Like, it's got to be some specific day. I don't know. Good Friday is the day, but like, I'm like, it's got to be soon. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think May 4th is too close. to If it is the 5th, it's too close to the 5th for the first trip. That would be really cool. I'm okay with that because we're watching. We, you and I are watching that movie. Like, we're fine with that. But mm. I think, yeah, seems first. Yeah, Good Friday, because there's no celebration, it seems like just a random one. It is a holiday. This Force Awakens teaser was Black Friday. Just trying to stay on that wavelength. But I'm going to go 39.2% because, yeah, I don't, I don't see that. The question is, like, do marketing groups still care about that? You know what I mean? I, I, I know there is because, you know, Super Bowl commercials are still a thing. And, like, there is a relevance to dropping during certain TV viewing times. But it's just, like, uh, I mean, if you give enough marketing campaign and get people hyped, like, look, at I took a second and looked for the Borderlands, Borderlands, Borderlands trailer today because i saw a thing like tomorrow right so it's just like you just create the day so it's like oh yeah i know you know yeah. what i mean like it's yeah but i don't i think they can do that but if they can piggyback on something else that's because like you know football the minions or whatever despicable me trailer dropped i think the week before two weeks before the super bowl and that whatever whatever game that like I, I didn't watch it on the american stage so yeah. whatever game that was they debuted it then because you want the the audience and there's no sport like baseball starting up but it's not like the home opener like the season opener isn't like a big deal in baseball i mean it's a big deal per sit based on each city but like everybody's not sitting down to watch the exact same game yeah yeah, yeah whereas yeah. Fo- like a football season opener you can it's on a thursday there's one game people will sit yeah. down and watch that baseball is very different where it's kind of scattered everybody's playing uh so as much as it is a big deal it's not a big television for one one game so yeah i don't know but the, yeah another than that it's just good friday which is very different but if they wanted they could be like tomorrow like thursday they'll be like tomorrow and then Friday morning they play, yeah, but Friday is also a random day for a trailer drop as well. But they did that for yeah. for Black Friday, right? So I don't know what their plan is, and yeah, that would give you two months before, just just about two months before, which is fine time for it. And then it doesn't also take away from Bad Batch, which is the other thing. It can't come out because it would come out on a Wednesday, but then you're taking away from the Bad Batch release that week. So when do you do it? 
if you do it. Or maybe you just do it in front of a Bad Batch episode one day and not tell anyone. And when they put on Bad Batch, it's the accolade trailer. And like, what, ha- yeah. what just happened? But again, that might ruin the Bad Batch. Uh, who knows? Uh, I don't know. News? Let's do it. Hollow news. Da 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 da. Hollow. No, wrong button. Hollow news. Hollow. Da 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 da. I can't remember. Hollow news. Hollow news. 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 You need to know right now. Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection has been announced as part of February twenty first. In 2024, the Year of Our Lord, uh, Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase. The collection will include both of Pandemic Studios' 2000 Star Wars Battlefront games, remastered by Aspire, the studio behind many previous Star Wars remasters ports such as Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. While EA's most recent Star Wars Battlefront reboot had a fair amount of controversy, the original titles were extremely well received upon their release. The series saw players engage in huge battles between the major factions within the Star Wars universe and covered iconic moments from the original and prequel trilogies. The Classic Collection will be released March 14th, 2024. The collection is intended to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Battlefront series. And you gotta check it out. Those two games, I love those games. Uh, despite being announced during the... Oh, no, let's ignore that. Publisher DK has two new books this year that look to offer new knowledge about the Star Wars universe. The two books are Star Wars The Rise and Fall of the Galactic Empire and Star Wars Encyclopedia. The first book, Star Wars The Rise and Fall of the Galactic Empire, is an academic-style book authored by Chris Kemschall, who also wrote Star Wars Battles to Change the Galaxy and the History and Politics of Star Wars. Dr. Chris Kemschall is is a historian focusing on the First World War and provides his historical expertise to the world of Star Wars. It is slated to release on July 9th of this year. The second book, as mentioned, is the Star Wars Encyclopedia, the definitive guide to the Star Wars galaxy. News source says there is about 400 pages long and will be released September 17th of this year. There is no cover art as of yet, but I'm sure it will come like. And this is a... Uh, P.S. to a story we did a couple weeks ago about a script that Harrison Ford left in London after shooting the original Star Wars. That it went on auction, and the final sale of this of this script, the what was at that point still titled "Adventures of Luke Skywalker" or Luke <laughs> Sky Star Killer, which is hugely a collector's item. It sold at an auction for ten thousand seven hundred ninety-six. Pounds or in US dollars, that's $13,631. That's crazy. It was expected to go for about $8,000 to $12,000. $12, so these people made their money for keeping some garbage an old tenant left in their apartment. And that's pretty cruel. And this has been your Hollow News. <laughs> You can yeah. Battlefront on the Switch? I might actually, because I really like the first two. I played the hell out of those on PS2. Yeah, PS2. Might be worth a stream of some sort. I don't know. I, I really love those games. Yeah, you know, I, I, I am too. But the, here's the thing. With the Switch, man. The Switch needs more original games. I love the old stuff. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I was saying... <laughs> There's going to be a Switch 2, and it has like 14 original. Although the PS5 is already on its way out, apparently, and it has seven games, too. So this is the new. The, 
thing. Uh, they're also redoing Epic Mickey on the Switch too, which is not Star Wars. Oh, really, Epic but I love that. Wow. I thought it was a it was a fun game, man. I'm I'm okay with that. Why not? Whatever. I've come to uh, I've come to appreciate. All right, top five. Top five. Today's top five are. Oh, lost my page, Brock. I lost it. I was, oh, here we go. <laughs> top five because Battlefront is coming up. Battlefront maps. Top five. Battlefront um, maps. Uh, Camino. I'm gonna just go Camino. That's, <laughs> just, mine's just planet names. That's all. Yeah, yeah. It's, Camino, it's, Camino. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like racking my mind because I'm fairly certain the newer ones you can fly around in the X-wing. I think in the second one you can too, but like I feel like flying like dog like uh, dog fighting in X-wing fighters or Tie fighters is like a big part of. The newer ones, like Battlefront, what is what is the difference? Battlefront one, two, two one doesn't no. have that. Two has that in the two has that option. Two, okay. So then I'm just gonna say one of those. I just remember one being like, uh, uh, playing in uh, X-wing on it's like above Hoth, and I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of space ones too. So I'm just gonna throw that out there because I wasn't sure where which game it was. <clears throat> Mine are mostly based on on like the the two newer ones that everybody hates because mm-hmm. Aaron and I I like the like the original ones like you like when they're over, I love them but the new ones the Battlefront one then the first one it had survival mode which solo wasn't fun but Aaron and I played that for just hours we were just mm-hmm. like just trying to survive and the second one didn't have that mode and that always ticked me off because it was just. You know, just sitting there like, come at me, stormtroopers, let's go. Uh, number four, Kashyyyk. Because Kashyyyk, I guess should be higher on my list. Kashyyyk's a great planet to for anything. Like, just the, mm-hmm. the the look of it, the feel of it, tree houses can't be beat. Well, it can't be beat. I have three higher than it on the list. So. Uh, I think it's on multiple of the games, but the Death Star is really cool. I just can't remember. Yeah. I'm going to just throw it in the newer version ones because I feel like that's a pretty prevalent one. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, because I think the second one for PS2 is where they sort of like brought in the heroes, I think. Because I feel yeah, like I the very, very first one was just like stormtroopers or droids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember I played, I actually never played the second one until now it's been uh, eight years. But I wanted, because I remember I wanted the PlayStation, I wanted Battlefront. And uh, Rob came over to the apartment one day and brought. <laughs> brought his playstation 2 and battlefront 2 and i was like what are you doing i want to play the new one and he had the new one he's like no you never played the old one and yeah you're right there was the heroes were in the, the second one the first one was that um good call nice. my number three is naboo i just like naboo and in battlefront 2 i really like playing on naboo it's a lot of fun uh, there's multiple different maps but i like like the main city street map of naboo yeah, I, I picked almost the, I think the same one because I, I was like Naboo Seed, which I think is the street one. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, so I remember that one. Like this one and my next one are like, the beauty of these games make you appreciate these planets that you kind of only see for like maybe two seconds. Like, Naboo is not a good example, but like, it's just like, yeah, oh, wow, know. yeah, look at this. Well, Kashyyyk, wow. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't put Jakku on my list, but I really. I really like the Jakku level and the new Battlefront one. I, I, there's a few different ones, and there's one that I really like. But my number two is Hoth. I got Hoth on my list uh, because it's cold. 
<laughs> Cole. They should have called it Cole. Cole. Um, number my number two is uh, oh Gen- Geonosis from the first one because like yeah. I remember playing that over and over again on the first game and being like oh wow and then like th- after that being like oh this is that planet like again it's just like I didn't really you you don't like clock Geonosis even though they're there for quite a bit but like. You're just like the the droid factory in the arena, but they're never like you don't you see them fighting on like the plant like the just a wide like the canyons yeah. for like a like maybe five minutes of that movie, but there's like a <laughs> there's that level you're just there the entire time. So yeah, it's a great level. Uh, my number one, Endor. Yeah, same. Endor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's uh, watched us or listened to us for any period of time should have known that Endor was coming in number one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like Anytime. any version of it, like it's just like if we got our first taste in the first couple, I think it's in the first one. I can't remember. But man, when the new Battlefronts came out for PS4 and Xbox One, I guess at that point. What's the. Yeah, yeah Xbox One. one. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like. Oh, it looked awesome. It was just even more, and like, of course, like you just hear, if you got your volume up, you just hear like Ewoks running through the forest and talking and stuff. Like when you, depending on where you go, like it just stuff like that. You're like, I am in. <laughs> Wasn't right, there a thing with... where you can hunt them or something in the new? That world? was a different game mode. Yeah, you could be. Um, it was you. Could, you were either an Ewok or a stormtrooper, and one hunted the other. I can't remember, yes. One hunted the other. Yeah, it was a survival mode. Pauline's here. Hi, Pauline. What up? Uh, I spelled hello wrong. Yeah, that was. But also, when you would play in, on Endor, if you went up like to the huts, like up the stairs, like the ramps up. Yeah. Sometimes they would be like they would run and like hide in their little hut, like at the last minute. I get that. And they'd hide in there, which was uh, always worth worth playing it just for that. For just for that alone was worth the watch. What was the game with Iden Versio? What was that called? That was that was two. That was Battlefront two. That's Battlefront. I was gonna say I'm like I'm like Jakku. I remember from that. But yeah, that is yeah, Battlefront, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's Battlefront two. But that was like this because everyone because the first Battlefront for like PlayStation and Pop four and I think it's a PlayStation four and Xbox one. The new Battlefront people were like, "Where well, I need a story mode." Like everybody wanted a story mode. They wanted a different game from Battlefront. Mm-hmm. I think. And then, so they added it, and it was short. But I thought it was fun. I like Iden Versios. There's another character you could bring into live action if you wanted to, too. I mean, I know, you know, if you play Battlefront yeah. 2, you know how our story ends. But there's a period in there um, that happened. Brock, there's a question for you in the chat. I did. Did I bring that up on a past episode? You did. You said, I'm seeing Argyle on Saturday. Oh, cool. I don't know yeah, if you meant, I don't I know, because my... Monday, I don't know if you mentioned on the show, but you did see. Yeah, you want to give your, you want to give it. How about you give a twenty-minute review on Argyle? <laughs> Argyle, <laughs> it's my favorite type of fabric design. Just, all I talk about is sweaters. No, great movie. I mean, it's not life-changing, but if you liked The Kingsman, it's a solid movie. And if you like, uh, like my wife's like, we're going to see this movie. Because of Henry Cavill, I'm like, cool, <laughs> sure, sounds great. <laughs> I, I thought it was an enjoyable movie. It's, I highly suggest watching it um, 
if it comes out on a streamer, like I think it's a worthwhile watch. It was nice to watch it in the movies. Um, yeah, highly suggested. Pauline's from Brampton, right? Oh, she's in Canada. Yeah, yeah. I'll even give you the inside scoop, Pauline. You want to go to Mississauga? You want to go to Junction at Air Mills T- Town Center? Fantastic theaters. Let's do it. Oh, she saw it. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like it, Polly? We got it. I have, yeah. I have to know. I will say one thing I'll say about Argyle um, that I find strange is it costs $200 million. <laughs> it costs $200 million. Here's, here's why I find it strange, bro. Because five years ago, fine. But we live in a, in a time now when people aren't going to go see these movies in the theater. Like, let's just be real here. Whether it's a, it could be the greatest movie, people aren't going much to see it. They spent $200 million on this movie. And then there's, there's little old Madam Web sitting over there <laughs> that cost $80 million to make. Madam Web earned $50 million. Argyle has earned $70 million with two extra weeks or three extra weeks on hand of Madam Web. But everyone is obsessed with Madam Web failing and being a terrible disaster of a movie. It's doing financially okay compared to Argyle. <laughs> I, I swear Samuel Jackson worked one day and they probably paid a lot because I think his scene is totally in Italy or it's France or whatever. Right. I don't know. I, I mean, it could have been anywhere. He, he just is on a farm. It could be anywhere. Just little, everybody in the movie got paid $10 million and that was... Yeah, like, probably. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets ten. I'll probably because of what you saw. I'll probably check it. But I've never seen like the Kingsman or any of those. Mm. Kingsman, Kingsman. Kingsman. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I've never seen those movies. There's like four of them, right? Five, six, three, three. I've never seen. Um, I've never. I've never seen one of those movies. So, I like, saw knowing, Layer Cake though. Ah, but knowing like what uh like that you know uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is directing and all that. I'm just the whole time I'm like, she's just. She's like, because she's the main character, right? So she's like, she's like, I'll do whatever I want. I was like, I don't need this. I have no idea what Bryce Dallas Howard's projects are coming up. But it's like, the second you become director and you're an actor, I'm like, I assume it's like, I call the shots on this, right? Because it's like, I don't need to be here. I have other ventures. <laughs> Pauline says, uh, she's piggy. It was enjoyable, but some scenes dragged. I can't remember. I think it's like two hours, which is like, why? Why is that? Oh, these have to be two hours. <laughs> Everything's got to be two hours. Oppenheimer's yeah, yeah. three hours. Killers on the Flower Moon is three and a half hours. Oh, I know. Scorsese's just like, I am old, or my movies are long. <laughs> I, I'm like, I want to watch that movie, but I don't like. It's going to take me probably three or four days to. I watched. Oh, yeah. What did I watch? Don't worry, darling. It took me three days. To, I think that's only like two hours and ten minutes. It took me three days to watch that movie. I actually liked it more than everybody else, apparently. Actually, no. You know what? I went on Letterboxd, and I think I liked it just as much as everybody that's sane. Because I think if you go in with like the baggage, like the behind-the-scenes baggage, I think that skewed a lot of people. It's not like there are things in it. I'm like, why did you make those choices? But, it, you know, like I said, it's it's fine. It's just, it mm. could also have been like 10 minutes shorter, probably, but I'm not, I wasn't nitpicking because it took me three yeah. days to watch it. So, really, if it was one hour or seven hours, it would have taken me three days anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Best of the world I live in. Oppenheimer took me two days, which was, I was impressed that it took two days. Because <laughs> the first day, I felt like I watched it for three hours. And the second day, I was like, oh, I've still got an hour to go. I saw an ad for, I guess, Tenet's getting released for, like, a yeah. weekend in, like, original 70 millimeter, 
And it's like, it's just so funny. Like, if you drop that, I'm like, oh. I'm like, Tenet is not one of my favorite Nolan movies. I enjoyed it, but it's just like, it's like, oh, but like, oh. It's, it's like Malibu Stacy. Now with a new hat. I'm like, uh, well, I will go see it. <laughs> I know. I don't live near one of those theaters. Because I, I was talking to, to my friend Sheldon, who loves Tenet. He loves Tenet. Like, mm. He likes a lot. And I was like, eh, I like it. I own it on digital. I think I had it for seven dollars, and I hadn't seen it, so I was like, "Oh yeah!" And then it came, when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, we gotta go see this." I'm not going to because I don't live nowhere. But mm. I'm the same though. It's like Malibu State Theater. I'm like, I've got to go see this in the IMAX. Like this is how it was meant to be seen. Uh, yeah. I don't know. If, I honestly don't know if that movie would make a difference on the big screen or not. Some movies, are, some movies, I do think long movies though, like three hour movies, are better in the theater because you are stuck there. Whereas when you watch them yeah, at home, true. you kind of half pay attention, you tap down, and yeah. So that I, you know, whatever it is, what I, you know, I don't. I want to go to the movie. I want to go. I actually kind of, I'm kind of psyching myself up to go see Madam Web now. I'm like at this point where I'm like, now I want it. At first, I was like, I have no interest. Now I'm like, yeah, I want, and I don't want to see it because everyone's saying it's bad. I just want to say it because I'm like, I, I just now I'm like, yeah, you know what? I want to see it. I want now that I know everything about it, I want to see it. Yeah. I yeah no I that trailer came out I'm like because like when they announced the Madam Web I'm like get out of here and then I watch the trailer I'm like all right I'm in <laughs> so I would like to see it you're going to you go yeah. to movies yeah that's right I don't uh, something else is coming out this year that I want to watch oh there's a lot of movies going <laughs> so of course there is there's a ton of movies. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Rebels Come Podcast. 313 episodes long. Wow. <laughs> We're on seven and a half solid years. We're, we're 20 away from triple threes. Wow. All right, uh, we, Thank you. We uh, never did our plan of like the episode 311 is all about the band 311. Damn. I don't know if I know that band. Do I know that band? Amber is the color of your energy. <laughs> it's oh my like God. white reggae. Anyways. All right, everyone. Thanks. Anything else you want to say, Brock? Um, go see Madam Webb. Down with the haters. Up with the skaters. He was a skater boy. Don't say see you later, boy. Uh, you were always, <laughs> you were always scum. Rebel scum. Hey scumbags, thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.